do we do this show weekly oh jesus what are we thinking i don't know yeah i am wiggly on the uh, skype pipe is kyle von kubik i've got two eye patches on and four peg legs <laughs> and a crunchy i look ridiculous i don't mind i look like somebody trying to cosplay as furniture <laughs> hey you know what there's only two types of people in this world those that understand sarcasm and those that should shut their fucking mouths <laughs> November! All right! I love November. Somehow we cram 16 themed months into a 12-month year. <laughs> there are months that don't have themes, but they're not buffer months. We made up months. There were no months until we talk games made months. It's true. I mean, there was Thor for Thursday, but there was no November. There was no pack month. Holiday haymakers. There were no holidays. So holiday haymakers told us there were holidays. We made it happen. Yeah. Let's talk about Pirate Pete today. Let's. Pirate Pete. Hey, remember? And it's awesome title screen. Talk about MS Paint. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Oh. I'll never insult Pirate Pete again. <laughs> sorry. All right. Kim, Kim took t in the other room. Holy okay. Shit. Yo, leave that in the show. Oh, it, it'll be left. My son fucking loves pirates. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He is adverse to you insulting pirates. <laughs> remember a few uh, months ago when I said, I remember this swashbuckling game and you're a pirate and you have a sword and you're sword fighting and then we played <laughs> and, Arabian. And you were like, it's called Arabian. Yeah, we played Arabian and you hated it, but it was actually good. It grew then on I, me. And then I was like, then I was looking through my, uh, the We Talk Games Trapdoor Mansion Library at the mm -hmm. different um, arcade books that we own. Not internet right. people. Books, you have pages with paper kill trees and i saw this game i said, oh that's it fucking pirate pete well guess what <laughs> it wasn't pirate pete <laughs> i oh, still no. don't know what the hell it was i still don't so know you're still it trying to remember what game we were supposed to play yeah and it wasn't swashbucklers that came out a lot later by atari it was a pretty shitty game well what i did was i said let's do pirate pete because that's a game and then you were like i didn't get to play it so don't worry it's a lot like jungle hunt and boy was i <laughs> <laughs> i was not lying. i was not lying that it was a lot like jungle hunt yeah it was it's um, if you play jungle hunt if you play jungle king you play pirate pete except that pirate pete is a uh, pirate themed instead of a pith helmet wearing guy the first one was jungle hunt by taito we're talking 1982 1982 yes. Jungle Hunt came out. I loved fucking... Well, I loved Jungle King. Okay. And I was like, Jungle King is awesome. Jungle King, yeah, go ahead. That was Tarzan. Right. Swinging through vines, and yep. you had a... There, sometimes there was monkeys on the vines, and you had to watch out for them, too. But and then Tito got sued. He, they got sued by James Rice Burroughs' estate. Yeah. Or whatever his name is, Conan O'Doyle. 
Oh, and it's important to also mention that in Jungle King, it did have the Tarzan yell. It did. That was the first thing that got. Was you know one of the key factors? Yes. Having them change everything. I loved it, and then all of a sudden, I went back. You know, a few weeks later to the arcade, and here's this guy in a pith helmet and a white jungle suit getting stung by mosquitoes, (laughs) and he's swinging from. And they had to even change the vines. Um, he was swinging from ropes. That's right. Yeah. He was swinging from ropes. And then for some reason, they went back into this and then they made him a pirate. And I got to tell you, I like him a lot better as a pirate than as a pith helmet wearing jungle guy. Jungle Hunt seems like a quick reaction to a big problem for Taito. Exactly. Whereas if they had a little bit more time, Pirate Pete probably would have been a better answer because it would have been such a change of direction. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, they had the cabinets. It was probably quick solder here or there, yeah. <laughs> whatever they had to do with the, with the, the boards that they had to change them into the pith wearing English Explorer. Now I will say we've talked about this in the past when everybody was playing their NES, I was still rocking an Atari 2600 and there were a few games that I absolutely loved. And this is one of them because it was the adventure experience that I could have on the Atari that and pitfall and well, there's a comparison between the two. The games play very differently from one another. They're similar in theme, but they're very different in how they present themselves, where Pitfall is very much like that platforming adventure. Mm-hmm. Pirate Pete, Jungle Hunt, Jungle King are these sort of events that happen, which would be similar to what you'd experience in 1990s beat-em-ups, where there were these... Um, stages or these set pieces where you would have to do very specific things like um, fighting guys off of a raft or on a hang glider or whatever that may be. That's what this game was. It starts off with you swinging from vines and then after you get past that stage, you move on to other stages. But I don't, I don't want to jump ahead too yeah. much. This one has stages, whereas Pitfall has a time limit to collect as much gold as you can. Right. So that's really basically. And st- what I want to get at is the stages are very different from mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. The, the mechanics are different from each other. That's what I'm trying to uh, explain. Definitely. Uh, but they do share similarities. And it's Edgar Rice Burroughs. What the fuck was I thinking? James was his brother, who was a bum. Fucking freeloaded off of yeah. uh, Edgar. <laughs> he had a better name. He said, hey, Edgar, egghead. Anyway, uh, let's go to TT. Hello, I am Titish Kamutkins, and this is Titish Snapstats. <laughs> a game named Pirate Pete was released in the year 1982 by a company called Titkieto. The game ran off of the Taito System SJ hardware, which would use either a Z80 at 4 MHz, or at times, an inferior M68705 at 1.5 MHz. The gameplay used an 8-way joystick and a single-action button. Jungle King, Jungle Hunt, Jungle Boy and Pirate Pete are all reskinnings of the exact same game. Why not collect all four arcade machines, and then you can buy it a banana and jump off the mizzen mast? <laughs> this Titi's Flap Snap has been brought to you by the very different but exactly the same Dr. Tungtung's Tungtung Sauce. <laughs> Now, Kyle and Wiggly, with more of the We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine program. Okay, so she said the same thing. It's the same fucking game. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think that's the thing I said to you. I said, uh, much like when we reviewed Acrobatic Dogfight, I said I wanted to review Time Pilot or Sky Kid. Mm-hmm. I always said I wanted to review Jungle King. So this gave me the opportunity. I don't know how many people have played Jungle King. These one of the type of games where I always think, eh, I don't want to review that because everyone's played that. But then I don't realize that everyone was negative 20 when these things yeah. came out. <laughs> yeah. I believe you can play Jungle King at Fun Spot up in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. With the Tarzan yelling yeah. at everything. And what I want to talk about, too, briefly, is I had a lot of difficulty playing this game with my current control scheme, which is an Xbox 360 controller. Ah. And I think that's something that we don't often talk about with these experiences that we are emulating through MAME, which is a wonderful thing that we're able to play these games, talk about these games, and clue people in. But there's something very specific about arcade games of this era, of this vintage, they all had different joysticks. Yeah. Taito had a very specific joystick with their games. And another company that I thought about that has a very specific joystick and even buttons were Universal. The reason I'm explaining this is because I remember playing Jungle King in Fun Spot and I was able to breeze through the first round of stages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had too much difficulty trying to get past just the swinging vine stage. There's something to be said about that. And I know you have a different control scheme. Yeah. So if you are going to play this game, I think you should explore different control options because... I don't know what what was happening. I was using the D-pad, then I tried the analog stick. There was just something off between... I don't know if it was because it was a wireless controller and the slight timing was off and I kept falling. I did get up to the second stage where you're stabbing sharks in the face, but... Sharks? (laughs) Yeah, sharks. We got to talk... Are you talking about Jungle King or Pirate Pete? I'm talking about Pirate Pete. Because Pirate Pete is completely reskinned. Jungle Hunt was just the guy they changed and the vines. Everything else stayed the same. The same pot of uh, of natives at the end. Pretty much the, yeah, the girl jungle- looked a little bit different. But Pirate Pete, I don't know what type of mutant tunas are after you. <laughs> All right. I called them sharks. They were not alligators. That's right. Crocodiles. Jungle Hunt or Jungle King. That's right. I called them sharks in this game. But I got okay. up to that stage, but I was like, why is this so difficult? And mm. I can only chalk it up to that it's just an emulation of the arcade experience. Like if I was actually standing in front of the cabinet, I'd have a little bit easier go at it. I'd assume because I remember playing the original and breezing through it. I know we don't get any money from X Arcade. You did design a, a beautiful cabinet, lumberjack straps, lumberjacks cabinet for them. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's all I use on all my games. And uh, I use a tank stick controller. The only thing it doesn't have is a, is a knob. But it has right. a rollerball and it has uh, two joysticks for two players and, I don't know, six buttons. And you gifted me the joystick buttons. and yeah. the, the uh, rollerball separately. When you yeah. upgraded your system, yeah. it's just I don't have the space for it. I understand. Currently, eventually I will, and I hope that my experiences will be a little bit better mm-hmm. using an actual joystick instead of the controller. That's it. It's, it's just the difference in control schemes. But that's a hardware issue on my end, not 
a fault of the game. I just want to say that if, if you're into arcade games, that's a fantastic investment. And it's USB now. It used to be that it could work on the original Xbox. It could work on the original PlayStation. And it had all these different gizmos that would hang off the end of it. You might still be able to buy the adapters for it to make it work on the modern day consoles and stuff. But definitely a very worthwhile investment, especially if you like playing fighting games on your new consoles and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you do a lot of MAME, that's the thing to get. That's a very good, very inexpensive, lifetime warranty, real mm-hmm. arcade buttons, very good joystick. It is eight-way. You can make it four-way, but it has to stay permanently four-way uh, or permanently eight-way, unless you want to fucking take the whole thing apart every time you want to play a four-way or an eight-way joystick game. Yeah, you're not doing that. <laughs> and, and in my main cabinet as well, I also have a light gun that is specific for the light zapper games, and I also have a, a steering wheel that I took a long time to take and make work with these things. So, And if you got a few thousand dollars to spare, I would recommend the Lumberjacks uh, mm. arcade cabinet, which comes with everything. Except for the rollerball, unfortunately. It's okay. But fuck that. You get awesome artwork. Yeah. It's beautiful artwork. I mean, that's, it's unlike uh, the artwork, other artwork I've seen from you. Yeah. Let's and, put it that and, way. And uh, changed up just enough so they don't get sued by <laughs> Nintendo. Right. Right. So if you've never played Jungle Hunt, let's go through these stages here. Because all we've really been talking about is Tarzan Yell. That's what I've heard the most out of this episode. Tarzan Yell. Tarzan Yell. So you only do the Tarzan yell if you're playing the original Jungle King where you look like Tarzan. Uh, And that's because you're going to swing from vines. And these vines have different types of timing. Now, most people have played Pitfall. Pitfall also came out in 1982. Although I think David Crane was the only programmer for that. I think he put a thousand hours into it. He took like 30 minutes to think of the entire game. Because he came up with a running man, I guess, in like 1979, a good animation for, you know, uh, making a person look like they're running. Mm-hmm. This is Pitfall I'm talking about now. Yes. And uh, so they came up with that and they said, well, what do you do? Well, we're going to go on an adventure. So you need some lines to run across. So he made a cavern underneath and a top, top screen. And then he put a vine in to swing over things. Don't ask me why. And there's also crocodiles in there where you could jump on their their eyeballs or try to swing over them. So there's a lot of repeating themes between Jungle King and Pitfall. So it's very unusual that they both came out at the same time. There's no barrels that you could go... I used to love getting stuck in the barrels and like turning. That's it. That's it. You could turn your, you could turn Pitfall Harry back and forth. Pitfall Harry cartoon. I always thought they were logs, but then again, I thought your oh, yeah, they're logs. Were sharks. So. They're, they're they are logs. They are logs, and they're scorpions and they're shit like that because you're in a jungle, uh, but you're also in a jungle in Jungle King. I don't know. You avoid rocks in uh, Jungle King. You have uh, crocodiles, crocodiles. You have uh, voodoo people, voodoo. What do you call them? Careful now. I believe they're called cannibals. Cannibals, cannibals. Some, either the instruction manual on the Atari 2600 or on the flyer for the arcade, but yeah, Yeah. they're called cannibals. Hey, you you can't get, uh, listen, (laughs) there's fucking cannibals. The end. It still exists. We're not talking about any type of uh, racist type of thing here. You're in a jungle and you're going against cannibals. That's what Tarzan did. That's what the Lone the, Ranger the did. The label art on the cartridge for the 
Atari 2600 mm-hmm. was a little insensitive. Yeah, but this is where it's a thin line. I mean, line. it wasn't it wasn't jumping jack. No. And if you're saying this is what people look like in an urban setting, then it's fucking racist. But if you're talking about things from National Geographic, then it's accurate. And it doesn't matter anything else. We're all genetically the same. There's only one race, a human race. And we're talking about geography here. We're not talking about anything else. Heritage. So uh, Educate me more, white face. Okay. <laughs> That's one thing is I'm definitely not Eastern European or, uh, or wasp or anything like that. So I'll get thrown into those type of... Um, things but that's not my heritage and of course like i mentioned genetics is the same across the board but (laughs) the best is godzilla versus king kong because i mentioned this before and we're going way off topic of pirate pete but the, the nice thing about pirate pete is that we don't run into these issues People are all pirates. That's right. <laughs> there's no, there's a guy throwing a sword at you at the end, not a, not a guy chucking a spear. So there's, that's one nice thing about Pirate Pete. All the racially questionable things are removed entirely and replaced by the ugliest fucking color scheme in the, United, in the entire <laughs> world of video gaming that will make you puke. Careful, my son will hear you. <laughs> Right, that's right. Forget, sorry. I was thinking about King Kong versus Godzilla, and you have the um, the natives of, of uh, deepest, darkest Africa, these different tribes, and they're just Japanese people in paint all over their body. Oh, no. Yes, but they're not over-exaggerated like they are in newer Japanese things. <laughs> right. Which are obviously, uh, you know, racist, but that's the crew that they had. So how are you going to say that you're in deep Africa with obviously Japanese heritage people running around? Get a good casting director, maybe. <laughs> Get other people in, in <laughs> your country. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they had this type of thing going on. And it struck me as so funny because I only think of Americans being racist like oh, this, yeah, you know? No. And it's I like, think Japan is actually uh, <laughs> much more racist. Well, nowadays, yeah, but I didn't think yeah. of it like back then, especially with our war cartoons and that propaganda. Mm-hmm. But it's like when I thought about, about John and people from Ireland being in the cosplay and being nuts and yo-yos like in the United States, it struck me as so funny as Irish accents trying to learn Japanese and stuff because I thought it's only our country, you know, wanting to be other types of of, uh, nations. Weeboos and otakus, yeah. Yeah. So to me that was funny, although it's not really funny at all once you think about it, and that's what it reminded me of here as well. But back to pirate pete Arr. different levels <laughs> different levels so what on pirate pete here is you're swinging from ropes on a type of a pirate ship and your pirate ship must be like the length of the titanic because <laughs> oh my goodness because yes. there's a lot of length of of uh vines and these vines swing at different well they're uh, ropes they're ropes they're swinging at different rates so you really have to time your jumps so that you don't mm-hmm. boop, miss yeah. And this one has a real pathunk. You go straight down on this one. Here's my question. Yeah. Why is he doing it? It's a ship. Got to get off a ship and get, go he swimming. Just walk across the deck. <laughs> he could. What the fuck is this clown doing? <laughs> it wouldn't be a game then if you're walking ac- <laughs> across the deck of your ship. Can you imagine? It's like, oh, if you just waggle your joystick down, he just walks across the deck. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That'd be funny. He's full cosplay pirate as well. That's yeah. That's he's not, got the bandana, the striped well, shirt. Well, I don't think he has a peg leg, but he's got mm. a patch and the bandana and a stripy shirt. Yeah. And this is a full reskinning. This isn't just a patch like we mentioned before in Bad yeah. Jungle King. A total conversion, as they used to call it back in the day. Mm, mm. I'm jumping around over a little bit, but you mentioned Jump about around. Jump around. Jump around. Get up, get up, and get down. That's another part of the We Talk Games drinking game. <laughs> Take a shot. Every time we mention something around. from our past. Yeah, for jump around. Press a button. So you press a button to let go of one rope and go on to another. But this was the first game where my dip switch setting... Well, first of all, I had the most dip switch settings of any fucking MAME game I've ever played in my entire life. Yeah. And it started me on very, very easy. Oh, really? So I was like, what the hell? Nothing's happening here. I'm like, the rock stage, the part where you're running up a hill and getting out of the way of these rocks, it's it's just these tiny boulders. I didn't have any of the bouncing giant ones that I had duck under. I went out for like four levels, and I was like, what the fuck? They took out the boulders in this one as well? And then I went into the dip switch settings and saw that, oh, it's on very, very easy. Then you have very, very easy. Then you have very easy. Then you have easy. Then you have like under normal. Then you have normal, normal. And they have normal, a little bit more difficult. And all these really bizarre uh, levels of difficulty. Yeah, because I was having such difficulty with the controls, I actually went in there, which is not something I normally do. And I was set at normal. Oh, okay. So at one point, maybe you set it down or no, it whatever. A different version of MAME. And, yeah. Um, so I set it to uh, the easiest setting. I also maxed out my mans. Uh, and to this one had free, five? free play uh, if you go even one further, yes. which yes. means that. It sucks in on a, like a pinball machine. That means that you don't have to put credits in on an arcade machine. If it's a, something like this, it's not a no coin setting, and it means that you never run out of lives. So you could right. So also you cannot get a high score because you have to turn the machine off in order to quit. <laughs> <laughs> so it did have that as well. But like I didn't get the bouncing rocks until like level two on easy. So I had to put it on normal, but I can't remember any type of monkey equivalents on the vines. I don't, I think... didn't get very far, but I didn't see it. Yeah. And, and uh, as deep as I got in the game, no, that's what happens on the first level. And then you jump off your, your pirate ship and you go into the water and you're mm -hmm. fighting these mutant tunas. <laughs> you have an air gauge so you could go way underwater and you have a knife and you try to stab at the sharks, sharks. Uh, they're not they're they're mutant tunas that have the weirdest mouths i've ever seen in my life and they're either green or purple i'm and, gonna find a shark that looks like that okay go ahead it might be a sand shark, except sand tap, sharks, tap, 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 tap on my keyboard. Sand, sand sharks can't op open their mouths like that. That's crazy tuna fish mouth going on. But also on there, it's like, there's no bubbles. Where are my air bubbles? Because if you try to just swim underneath everybody to cheat, uh, well, first of all, you start running out of air. Yeah. And you'll have to come up to the surface for air. But there's usually these pockets of air bubbles that will start lifting you up. And if you get stuck in these air bubbles, you're more apt to get eaten by the crocodile or the shark in this case. Right. But there's treasure. I'm with shark, too, yeah. because shark is one syllable. Okay. Two is two. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think my IQ fucked up. 
All right. So they really did the bottom of this. It's sunken pirate ships and uh, you know treasure chests and all this other type of shit. So once you get out of the water, now you're on one of my favorite levels that ever happened. And you had it for the 2600. I had it for the 5200. And this was a level that blew my mind because this was one of one of the first parallax scrolling games. So it had a weird background scrolling with the foreground, the foreground and the background scrolled at a little bit different rate. My 5200, I don't think it had the parallax as much as it had the, the weird way that this hill works that you're running up. You're running up a hill and there's boulders coming down at you and there's two sizes. There's a small one that you have to jump over and then there's a bouncing larger boulder that's coming down that you could either try to duck under or jump over if you have a really good running start. On this one, there are snakes in the top of the trees, which don't do anything to you. But that's one of the pirate themes that they changed about it. They made snakes in the, in the trees. This is always one of my funnest levels, but the way that the, the, way that the terrain, it's not straight. You know, usually you're going to have a straight area to run over but this is a hill and yeah. i just loved how the hill moved it moved in such a weird way because you could go forward faster you could go slower and your jumps would have different types of arcs depending on the speed of your character i really enjoyed jumping over and ducking under but as i mentioned i already had gone through like four or five levels of this uh in the different settings so once i got to the part where i could duck under and jump over i was kind of burnt out on pirate pd and get had to give him a little bit of a rest but that was always one of my uh, funnest levels of this. I always thought, man, when I was in the arcade and I saw people killing those crocodiles, I thought, these guys are expert gamers. Because <laughs> it, it was so very difficult to not get bitten by them. I mean, I figured out you had to sort of come up from underneath them. But the timing on it was so odd. I had no problem killing these guys. I just fucking machine gunned my knife. And that usually got rid of them. I think I got bitten once. And that's kind of gross because you float up to the surface upside down because <laughs> you're dead. So I jumped over rocks and then, then you go to the part that usually featured the cannibals, the headhunters. And yeah. there's two cannibals, uh, headhunters, that will be doing their spears up and down uh, and walking back and forth. You have to try to jump in back of them and your girlfriend's hanging over a boiling cauldron and you have to try to jump up to her and she's going like up and down. And... The unusual thing about Pirate Pete here is that you don't have, of course, natives. You have um, pirates, and they're stabbing their swords up and down. And you have to jump over them. But immediately, you have the pirate up top, even on the easiest level, that hurls a sword at you. Now, normally, in a normal game of Jungle Hunt or Jungle King, that top person on the top of the cliff doesn't start chucking spears at you until the second or third time that you make it through the game. I thought that was kind of uh, unusual. Mm. Who the fuck cares? Nobody except no, me, I guess. no. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> but it's he, a change up. But he got me because I wasn't expecting that. You know, I, right. was, I was on the first level. I was not expecting to have that thrown at me. But for and some you, reason, were you still on the easiest setting? Very easiest. Yeah, very very yeah. easy or whatever yeah. it was called. <laughs> yeah, he comes out right away and he and he'll throw a sword at you. So um, watch out for him. And then of course you loop it once you get your kiss. Yeah. Congratulations. I thought this was a game that said can. Con, con, Condolingus. Yeah, I thought it said congratulations or something. I thought it said a weird thing, but I didn't go back and play my original ones to see if they all say congratulations and I love you or whatever. But the color swap, when you make it to the second level on this pirate Pete, you'll probably want to throw up because the color swap of the palette is just so atrocious. 
that no one took any time to do this. They just said, uh, you know, roll dice and there you go. That's it. You start over again and you go. Now, Jungle King to me is a staple. Jungle Hunt, Jump Pirate Pete. Doesn't really matter which one he's playing. I think this is a staple of arcade games. Just as much as people love Pitfall on the Atari and can mm. still go back and play that, I think. It definitely captures a, a very specific arcade experience. Mm hmm. This game, Moon Patrol, Mario Brothers, even Space Invaders, you want to go back further than that. But from this time period, I think, from 1982, this was arcade gaming. You know? Right. And the fact that you had different types of stages to beat. Not like Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong was... I don't know how it was different than Donkey Kong. It has a different feel to me than Donkey Kong. Well, first of all, it's not as polished. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is as much an arcade game as Donkey Kong. And you might be burnt out on Donkey Kong. For Christ's sake. Donkey Kong is very static. Yeah. Single and screen at a time where this has movement. Exactly. I mean, I play games on Facebook, for Christ's sake. <laughs> did we touch on the fact that Pitfall had a cartoon in 1983? No, we did not talk about the Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jungle Hut, <laughs> neither Jungle Hut nor Pirate Pete had a Saturday morning cartoon, but Pitfall did. And yes. uh, Pitfall Harry was voiced by none other than... Uh, I don't know. Tell Thundar! Me. Oh, Thundar, really? the barbarian, yes. He was also Purple Pie Man, I think. A Porcupine Peak. In oh, Strawberry Shortcake <laughs> Yeah. I love those Hanna-Barbera cartoons. The more dramatic ones, like the original Space Ghost and Thundar the Barbarian. Mm -hmm. I guess that'd be it, because Blue Falcon was kind of goofy. Oh, yeah, well, Johnny, the original it. Johnny Quest. Oh, yeah. There's something about the the animation that was, it was still very cheap because <laughs> yeah. it was Hanna-Barbera, but the realism that they were, I don't know if they were trying to go for realism, but it was real enough for me as a kid watching them. It, it seemed very serious. The stories were very serious, you know? I enjoy those, and I wish they would come back in some sort of, uh, like, like what, they, what they did with the Batman 66 comic books, where those are very campy. But I would love to see, like, Thunder of the Barbarian come back as, like, a uh, reimagined comic or even, like, animated feature. And maybe it hasn't. I just missed it. But I really enjoyed Bleep and Bloop and all that. Yeah. Here's something that will take us 65 degrees of separation all the way back around. Ridgely? I think his name was Ridgely that did, did the voice of uh, Pitfall Harry. Okay. He also did the voice of Tarzan in Filmation's Tarzan and <laughs> Flash Gordon. There's your Conan... Uh, Conan Doyle, yeah. So there's Conan Doyle, sort of all tying it all back together with that. Maybe. Great. Yeah, who cares? 65 degrees of separation. Let's get to our haikus. Let's. Hopefully it wasn't boring, I don't know. Pirate I think Pete. people should check it out. It's fun. It's Jungle King. Um, it's if Jungle you can get Hunt. it to cooperate with your control scheme. Yeah. Any iteration of by Taito, and they all have the same year timestamp on them for some reason. I tell you what, I play this any day over Pitfall. People love Pitfall. It's a national institution. <laughs> well, Pitfall was very much a console experience. Yeah, and it where, was an action but, adventure. Yeah, where Pirate Pete or Jungle Hunt or Jungle King are very much an arcade experience. Mm -hmm. And like we touched on, it's very much a watermark for adventure arcade games. Yeah. So... There's a difference between the two. I'm not going to um, disparage one to elevate the other. The tropes and the themes are similar, but their experiences are both very good for their respective mediums. 
Jungle Hunt on the Atari was just a port of the arcade. Right, exactly. I was thinking the other way around when Sega made the Adventures of Pitfall Harry and Mayan. Oh, yeah, or I remember yours that. Or whatever. It was I the don't first. remember that being very good, though. It, well, it was Pitfall 2, I think, and it was only the first few screens of Pitfall 2. I can't remember how Pitfall 2 worked. I had it for the uh, 5200. Anyway, let us do our haikus. Let's get into our Zen positions. You want I should go first, or you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. You've talked enough this episode. I have. Oh, my God. Belarg, me mateys. Swing from ropes right to left. Stab sharks in the face. <laughs> That's why I couldn't do tuna. I know. We had six for the end. Yeah. It's a mutant tuna, actually. That's too many. So Here's close. mine. Remember, this is for Pirate Pete by Taito, 1982. Pirate Pete. Here we go. The Pirate Pete guy. No pith hat. No Tarzan yell. No racist end. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's the benefits of Pirate Pete. Hey, everyone, that's Hollywood. We did it. We hope that you like us. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Here's